host, Jeff Luck, and today it's a 12-question version of the podcast with Chris Busher of JTG Doherty Racing. Now, I know the playoffs are starting, and Chris Busher didn't make the playoffs. However, he has improved his average finishing position this year, five spots from when he made the playoffs last year with his rain-shortened Pocono win. And it feels like you're probably going to be hearing plenty about the playoff drivers this week, so I figured maybe it was okay to do a non-playoff driver to start things off. Just did this interview last week at Richmond Raceway, so let's check out what Chris Busher had to say. All right, everybody, I'm here with Chris Busher. And Chris, the first question I have for you is how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Oh, <laughs> you looking for like a percentage or? Yeah, what what percent do you think? Um, I, I'd like to think that's been 50-50. Oh, I feel like uh, I've been able to hang tough you know, early on and, and kind of had some, um, you know, some idea that I could do this. And then, you know, from there on, it's just been trying to work at to to fine tune through the years. So Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, now Dale Jr., all your retired or retiring. What's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? thought you were getting ready to ask me when I was going to retire. <laughs> oh, no, I hope not soon. <laughs> no, no, that's, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, that, that's that's all the guys that I grew up watching uh, before I was even racing, um, you know, before I was racing hardly anything. So, uh, you know, for me, it's I feel like I can relate to um, to a lot of the drivers of, of a lot, lot longer ago. Um, you know, I feel like uh, I'm a pretty, pretty normal person. I, I've worked on, uh, worked on race cars all my life, um, you know, and been able to been a, a big part uh, being in the shop and working through, uh, through the last handful of years to, um, to understand what goes into them. So, um, you know, I feel like a, a little bit more hands-on, I, I'd say. That that actually reminds me, I, um, you know, they were saying when they announced that you had re-signed that you're in the shop like more than any driver they had worked with. Why why do you go in the shop so much? Because I have friends there. <laughs> I, um, I I like going in and, and, you know, just seeing what's going on. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't really get my hands there anymore. I think everyone's scared that uh, that I don't know what I'm doing, and and I probably don't at, at this level. This is um, you know, the best of the best that that work on our race cars every week, and uh, you know, and that that are on the track every week. So, uh, it, it's it's a way for me to go in and, and you know hang out in a um, a much less stressful environment. You know, race weekends are are very uh, very much down to business and, and get things done, and you can. You can goof off and have a good time, but you know everybody's stress levels are a lot higher. So I feel like when you're at the shop, you can get um, you can get a little bit more personality out of everybody, and you know hang out, go to lunch, talk about something other than racing. Sometimes I think everyone likes to take a break every now and then with um, with the length of our season and how often we are we are traveling. So for me, it's just a good way to go uh, go catch up. So what's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? Away from the racetrack is um a lot of that for me is trying to trying to dress up i guess for for me i uh i guess i don't, I don't get uh, get too fancy most of the times and so a lot of our uh, functions we go to a lot of events i have to uh, to really focus on that um jtg doherty has a has a thing with golf around here that everybody likes to go have meetings and you know hang out with sponsors and uh discuss business on a golf course and um i've played two games in my life uh, both this year, as a matter of fact, and um, I'm horrible. So uh, I, I say that's got to be the hardest part of my, my non-driving 
uh, part of this thing is trying to figure out how to play golf at this point. Yeah, that's that's going to be a work in progress. It takes you a long time because that's pretty frustrating. Yeah, uh, AJ's very good. Uh, Ernie's very good. Trent's very good. Um, I'm not. I, I uh, we were we were at the shop hitting and hitting a couple the other day, and, and I actually hit the building. <laughs> My first shot, so not good. So let's say a fan spots you eating dinner, you're out at a nice restaurant or something. Should they come up to you for an autograph or no? I've had that a couple times. We, um, it's actually kind of fun because I, I feel like I'm still under the radar enough to where it's it's never, no one's ever sure of themselves. It's always like the, well, maybe. And uh, you're like, is that Chris yeah. Busher, I think? Yeah, we get a lot of that. And uh, that, that's actually kind of fun. Um, you know, I like to like to mess around with people for a little bit, and and then yeah, we'll sign stuff. I mean, it, it's um, depends on how how nice of a restaurant, I, I guess. So wait, do you try to tell them at first that you're not Chris Busher and see the look on their face or something? I'll usually go to um, I'll tell them I'm um, I, I work in racing or I'm um, I'm a mechanic or, or something, and then just kind of ease into it and, and see if. Uh, See if they catch on or, or see if they, they believe it. Okay. I like to play games for a little bit. Yeah. What's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? A story in NASCAR doesn't get enough coverage. You know, something that, uh, that I think a lot of fans don't don't realize is how much time and effort, um, you know, our, our teams put in. Uh, you know, when we get, get done with, uh, you know, this is being a Saturday night race is actually very nice for, for teams, uh, especially the crew members that, you know, they get back on a Sunday night race and they're back at work mid-morning Monday and roll right up until that, that plane takes off. Um, it's a very long season, and uh, it's, a, it's a commitment by, by everybody in the garage area that's, uh, that's very time-consuming. It's very difficult to, uh, to live any kind of normal life in, in this business. And, you know, I think, um, I think everyone deserves a lot more credit than, than they get on the amount of, uh, amount of dedication they have to, to this sport to make, it, to make it what it is today. Who's the last driver you texted? Um, probably AJ, and then before that was probably um, probably to Benedetto. I would say that might have been social media though. He wanted to go four wheeling with us next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> he felt left out. Yeah, I think uh, we we had a little little fun at West Virginia a couple our last off weekend, and uh, I guess I forgot to invite him. I didn't I didn't know he wanted to go. Do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? Uh, certain ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your middle finger policy on the racetrack? My uh, th- my policy is um, try and keep it down to like three three times a year or less. Okay. Um, I used up one last week, and I think I had one earlier this season as well. I don't, white gloves is bad for for that policy. Um, yeah. Try and uh, try and do it discreetly. What did the person do last week to deserve that? Uh, I got a uh, kind of just got run over, and uh, we we did we we all but wrecked. It was turn one all the way to the exit of turn two, sideways, and uh, it was bad. It, it was I, I felt it was very deserving. So some drivers keep a payback list for negative reasons. Something bad happens. Do you also keep a payback list for positive reasons? If somebody cuts you a break on the track or lets you in, 
Um, I don't think it's like a, a case by case deal. I think you get to you get to know who you race around a lot of times. Um, you know, a lot of guys that have been here a long time, uh, when they're having a bad day, are not going to to run you in the ground when when you're faster. Um, you know, I think you just you kind of build uh, uh, build up a, a resume, so to speak, with uh, you know with other drivers. So uh, when you're when you're around certain ones, you, you kind of know know what you have from uh, from a good side. And, and I'd say on the you know on the bad side of things, um, I think more or less it's it's uh, more times than not it's unexpected, and so that's why you you feel like you deserve retaliation. And then there's those that you just you fully expect it going into it, and you know that that's how you got to race them. Who is the most famous person you've had dinner with? Famous person I've had dinner with. Oh, uh, just happened to run into to Miss Brazil at a steakhouse like eight or nine years ago. That was that was kind of neat. That was in Vegas. How'd you know it was Miss Brazil? She was wearing her. Uh, oh. Sad. She wasn't trying to hide it by any means. She was in the restaurant with the Miss Brazil thing right on there. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, got to sit down and, and and talk to her and uh, people she was with for a while. That was, um, that was kind of neat at the time. I, I was nobody, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. How did you you just go up and be like, oh hey Miss Brazil, like you mind if I sit down? I don't remember exactly how it happened. Um, I don't think that's how it went. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not I'm not that slick, but. Um, between the people I was with and and the people that that she was with and had there, um, I think something about racing came up and, and then then got to talking. It was uh, I'd say that's the most most famous I, I've had. What is something about yourself you'd like to improve? Um, there's a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you know, just uh. A lot of things just comes back to on track, you know, trying to um, trying to go faster in these things, trying to, to understand these cars, uh, trying to understand the, the bump stops, um, you know, the splitters on these things. It's all very different from everything I grew up racing, and I think that's been uh, been the hardest thing for me to adapt to. You know, I feel like um, cars are, are feel more like a, a go kart now than than a stock car in a lot of ways, and that was not my upbringing, so. Uh, that's um, that's been a challenge for me. So uh, each week I ask somebody to give me a question for the next driver. And last week I did Eric Almarola, and his question is, why did you agree to do this interview? Why did I agree to this interview? Because Kelly told me I was going to do this interview. <laughs> it's that simple, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, always fun to do something that's um, a little bit outside of just the racing questions that you get every week. And uh, I think you've hit on something here that, that makes it a little bit more enjoyable than the, than the normal one. Thank you. You're making me blush. So the next interview I'm doing is I'm going to the Sonoma IndyCar Championship next week. So I'm probably going to do one with an IndyCar driver. I don't know exactly who yet, but do you have a question I might be able to ask an IndyCar driver? For an IndyCar driver, I, I want to ask what, what made them crazy enough to, to strap into one of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that's... That's not insulting in any way. They're braver than I. I I will give them that. Those dudes, I mean, I watch that. I'm like, what are they doing? (laughs) It looks awesome, and I bet it is so much fun to drive, but I I, I could never convince myself to do it. No way. 
Well, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Chris Busher on the 12 questions, and I appreciate him taking the time to do that. Now, tomorrow, coming up Thursday, is a social spotlight interview with Amy Earnhardt. Mrs. Dale Earnhardt Jr. talks about her social media use, including her tweet that got a lot of people mad about how she wouldn't let Dale Jr. run the clash and her love for Instagram. So you can look forward to that tomorrow. And then I will be traveling from Portland to Sonoma Raceway this week, not Chicagoland, but Sonoma, because the IndyCar Championship is happening where the leaders are separated by just three points. So I'm going to go check that out this weekend and then return to NASCAR the following week. But there will be a post-race podcast after the IndyCar race where I will try to recap both Chicago, which I'm going to try to watch on TV, and the IndyCar Championship. In the meantime, if you happen to be doing any shopping this week on Amazon.com, appreciate it if you would start your Amazon shopping by going to the link jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. That would actually help support the website, so I would appreciate if you remembered to do that, and it just takes you to the Amazon homepage. Nothing special or anything like that. It just has my tracking code on there. Anyway, that's all for now, so thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.